my personal friends that are like, hey, man, I'm selling on Amazon. I'm going to sell in the U.S. No. Sell in Mexico. Make some cash. Use that cash to actually get some ranking in the U.S. Because Amazon is a pay-to-win game now. You have to pay to play. And if you can build that cash flow, then it'll be easier. Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Shahid Durrani. Today we have with us Ramiro Alejandro Velasco. Ramiro is an engineer, entrepreneur, e-commerce veteran, and most recently a co-founder of Go Advance, a company focused on bringing the world's brands to Latin American clients. Welcome to our show, Ramiro. Thank you so much for having me. Did Thanks. I do a good job with Pleasure your name? Yes. I don't know why I have my, my my middle name in there, but yeah, Ramiro Velasco is sweet. Now the whole world knows. Yeah. Right? Alejandro. <laughs> yeah, we're here. We're here. Thank you so, for having me. Seriously. No, it's, it's my pleasure, my friend, my pleasure. So I love entrepreneurs launching and, and starting new companies, innovations. So I'm grateful to have you on the show. But first question is, I could have done this in my research, but doesn't Latin America have Amazon? Yeah, do they-, they do. Yeah, no, they have Amazon delivery. Here in Mexico, we absolutely do. In Brazil, it's absolutely <laughs> active. And countries are slowly coming up. But in Mexico, in Latin America, we're actually more used to Mercado Libre, which is the other e-commerce platform. Okay. Local. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, local. Yeah, it so, started by George and Tina guys, and they just took over. Cool. The but then aren't these products already available in Mexico, no, for example? This is the big issue. Okay, so can I you share? I used to work at an agency. Yeah. I used to work at an agency, at an mm-hmm. Amazon agency. I worked there for, God, I don't know, six, seven years. And I mm-hmm. uh, got really good at selling on Amazon. And then they, when the time came, uh, we said, let's, let's start our own business. Let's push it south of the border. This is where we're at. I'm, I live in Mexico. Uh, let's just help people sell more on Amazon. That's what I'm good at. I'm really good at e-commerce. Okay, cool. And then um, turns out, as soon as we go in, we say, hey, the competition is non-existent. Hey, like the market is barren. Um, the practices are several years old. And we realized uh, as we dug more into the market, man, like there's foreign sellers can't really sell in, in Mexico easily. So say is I it have, not legal? It's the way to get legally set up is really difficult. So you need a, oh, a local business entity. You need yeah, you need a tax ID. You need a local legal representative. You need you know obviously mm. someone filing taxes and yeah all these things. So we said, wait, the Mexican consumer is used to either paying outrageous prices and getting. Uh, and by the way, sorry about the stuffy nose. I'm coming down with the cold. No, sorry. The Mexican consumer is used to paying outrageous prices for, for products to get it across the border, or they just don't get it, and we have to link the local alternatives. So we said, hey, if we can do all of that legwork, and or rather, we already did all of that legwork. We already have a business entity, a tax ID. We already have the e-commerce knowledge. We already have the distribution centers, uh, partnerships, and all these things. We're like, why don't we help sell other people's stuff? And it just distribution is the oldest business model on the planet. Right. 
you buy something in China, you walk down the Silk Road, you, you eventually cross Constantinople, you walk into Europe and you sell it to Europe. Like it's been around for yeah. tens of years. But but we're just this is just our take on it, where it's always oh, actually there's some huge barriers to entry into the country, especially when we're talking restricted category so, supplements, pets, all these things. Why don't mm. we act as that sort of bridge? Like why don't we all we're doing is we're building a bridge for sellers to sell in. Interesting. So yeah. basically Go Events is a platform where any manufacturer outside of Mexico, for example, can sign up and set up their product without having to go through setting up a company and doing all the tax and legal. They can just go through your company by basically you taking on that product for exactly. that market. Exactly. Mm. We're very thorough in making sure that That's we can cool. Yeah, it's fun. It's really fun, honestly, because I get to put out yeah. the skills that I have from selling on Amazon. It's not like you come to Mexico with the knowledge of U.S. Amazon and you're just yeah. crushing categories. Like, it's so easy. Um, yeah. So we have clients, <laughs> of, for example, supplement companies that, you know, supplements in the U.S. are super difficult. Guess what? Mexico in Mexico, it's not super super difficult because there's CPC is eighty percent lower. So guess what? We have a client that we matched their U.S. sales in Mexico in about four months. So he basically doubled the sales because he was the first mover like into the space, which is beautiful. Wanna, like, this is. I have a I have a few people I want to introduce you to. I just interviewed this lady. She founded a aromatherapy company. She's doing very well in the states. So she might want to branch out. Yeah, absolutely. We're actively always looking for a potential client. What I will say is we have to be a little bit selective, not because of us, but because mm. we need to make sure that it makes sense for you. So if you sell a product that's like above market value for Mexico, like too far above market value, and we can't, we don't think we're going to make it work, I don't want you sending me angry emails. <laughs> it's okay, like, yeah. hey, man, like you're probably not going to do very well in the country. We'd rather have that honesty. Then, yeah, um, for sure. So there's a price bracket, right? The items that you can sell in Mexico. We do, yeah, we do the market research. So we'll look in and say, hey, we can generally afford to be about 25% more expensive than the market. That's what we found where we're still performing well. Anything above that, it does start getting a little bit iffy where we start going, is it, can we really move the product? And if we don't think we can, then we're not going to tell you we can and then fail. We'd rather be honest and be like, hey, man, I don't think we're the right people for you. Working with a private label for Amazon, you've been doing it for quite a while. You must have picked up information about how people shop. What exactly did you take from that knowledge and implement in this startup for Mexico? So I would say that's a great question. That is a fantastic Thanks. Question. I think I ultimately, the most important thing is how to read the data, I think. So I have an engineering background. I studied mechanical engineering for no reason. For no, I'm not an engineer. <laughs> Worst decision of my life. But mm -hmm. between that and the experience, what you get is really good at digesting Excel tables <laughs> and looking yeah. at it going, all right, like what's going to work, what's not going to work. You can run your front, like front end market analysis, whether it be like your Helium Tens, your Zongurus, your, what, your Jungle Scouts, your whatever. And you're like, uh, you're pulling the data, but ultimately you end up with, a, with an ability to just feel the market out. And you go, oh, I feel like this probably will work. Okay, let me then look at the numbers. And then let me see. First, you get this feeling of, yeah, I think this is a really good fit. All right, let me go in and check. Which I think that's really valuable. 
And just the ability to make those decisions. Hey, we put this out, but I don't know, conversion rate is low. Okay, why is conversion rate low? Like by being like really good at Amazon, you get you don't say, oh, maybe it's price. So that's it. No, it's like, all right, what's the first image communicating? All right, what is the bullet points communicating? Actually, maybe we can move the title. Maybe we can, how we take that sort of care to almost look at it more like traditional marketing than Amazon marketing. And that's also just absolutely massive that I picked up from years and years on Amazon. Okay, good. Yeah. Merging markets like Mexico, especially for online shopping, I, I assume is, is more on the newer side, correct? Yeah. Oh my God. So I love this topic. Yeah. Mexico has 123 million people. Pretty sizable country. That's about a third the size of the U.S. What's yeah. happening right now is what happened in the U.S. maybe eight years ago, right? Where oh, you would have your average. timing. Yeah, exactly. You would have your average shopper slowly be moving and transitioning into shopping on Amazon. What we're seeing is when shoppers are new to Amazon, you'll have less brand loyalty because you're going in and you're looking for what is available on the platform. We are a country that primarily shops through phones because our primary internet access is through phones. So you take that into account, you put your text on the images. Like you, you got to get to the market. We know, for example, for a fact in Mexico that that Mexican consumers on Amazon prefer English listings, images, not on Mercado Libre. Because on Mercado Libre, it is a much more local shopping space. And Amazon, what you have is a different demographic, generally shopping for higher-end products that we like are in English. So there's so many just little nuances mm -hmm. that are so exciting about consistently finding new like data points. And in these emerging markets, what we're seeing is 30, I think it was like 30% year over year for two years in a row. And then it was like 100%, 100 and something percent, I believe, was a number for Amazon for 2023. For 20, yeah, I, look, I'm butchering the numbers, but the growth is insane. Absolutely insane on platform because it's not that, okay, suddenly everyone's rich. It's suddenly more and more people are willing to shop online and trust that it gets to their house. And that's just lovely. So mm. FedEx right now in Mexico is so far behind that if I try to buy something on Amazon right now, it's an eight-day delivery time with Prime. Normally, it's next day. But FedEx cannot keep up with the volume that we're seeing. It's so exciting. Mm. Interesting. So all of, yeah. All of our consumers are upset with us. And they're like, excuse me, why is this late? And FedEx says it's late. And we're just... Oh, there's an opportunity to create a courier company. Go on, Bad's Courier. <laughs> You know what? If I could, I would. That's how fantastic. Oh my god! Yeah, do a drone shipping. It's still with just a small investment of a billion dollars. We can. Yeah, there you go. You're <laughs> almost there. The We're almost there. You know what? Yeah. What's a billion? Yeah. What's a what's a billion between <laughs> friends? <laughs> exactly. So, what advice can you give anyone that might be eyeing these emerging markets? What should they be? preparing for or what should they be analyzing in their current business to see if they could actually potentially reach out to you guys or do some other source of taking steps towards going into that market totally so if um there's a couple of things here if you are already selling on the remote fulfillment program through amazon narf go in and check your fees either your price is too high or your fees are too high man because it's not really a, a scalable solution for the country, which is why we, we went into this. We, we went into this fully aware that a lot of people were just going to say, but I'm already on NARF. And it's like, if you're content with NARF, like, that's perfectly fine. NARF isn't giving you good results. It, 
there's two companies I know that it's given good results to out of thousands. But first of all, go in and check if you're already on Amazon Mexico, if you're already moving stuff. Next step, I would say, is look at your margins and make sure it, it makes sense. Consider that in Mexico, you include VAT in the pricing. In Mexico, 90% of consumers don't have Prime. So it doesn't make more, much sense to, to include shipping and pricing. And then we'll, we can go into that at some point, depending on the demographic. It's going to be your product and all these things. But look at your margins and see, are they too tight? Because they're too tight, Mexico's probably not going to work. Because ultimately, although advertising is cheaper, you are going to have to pay extra freight, extra customs, extra whatever. We take care of that, obviously, but you have to make sure that the numbers make sense. See if you can ship directly from China to Mexico. That would also be a huge cost saver. Mm-hmm. But, number, but the most important thing is check the market and see where competition is priced. See if you price yourself at that point or maybe even just a little bit higher. Could you make it work? And do you have ways of making it work? If you say, I can't make it work right now, but if I was shipping straight from China, I think the numbers would be fine. Okay, cool. Then reach out. And then what we can do is we can run a couple test batches where you're going to be break even instead of making money. Like we see that the market works. If it does, cool. Let's start sending over pallets from China. It's, it just makes sense. But really look at the numbers and you're not going to have the demographics knowledge. You're not going to have the cultural knowledge to know, oh, Mexico loves. Mm-hmm. You're not going to know. But if the numbers yeah. look like they can make sense to you, then reach out, man. Like we, we do a lot of the legwork or all of the legwork in just making sure that we're having, making as informed of a decision as possible. You know? So can a new private label item or product start their journey through you guys as well, or it should be established somewhere else? That is a great question. The logistical differences would be very difficult if it was like a, Hey, okay, I found my product. I'm ready to start the private label. And it's okay, but we're in Mexico, so keep that in mind. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's somewhere else. Make sure you can get it here. Make sure that it fits regulation, which by the way, is something we also do. But if, it's, if you're just talking in general, let's say the logistical side is out of the question, absolutely you can start in Mexico. Mexico, like I said, CPC is 80% cheaper, which is already a huge advantage because for private label products, you're going to be spending that ad money. You've got to be spending that those ad dollars um mm-hmm. and what i often see in smaller brands is they'll make the cash flow like they, they if you can dominate the mexican market you're not going to see you know the, the american results yet of millions of dollars in sales a month but if you're dominating the american market that gives you the cash flow to then tackle the american market with a higher ad spend and that's always just so nice so even my personal friends that are like hey man i'm selling on amazon i'm going to sell in the u.s i'm like no Sell in Mexico, make some cash, use that cash to actually get some ranking in the U.S. Because Amazon is a pay-to-win game now, right? You have to pay to play. Yeah. And if you can, yeah, if you can build that cash flow, then it'll be easier. Do you guys have your own products on the site as well? I have my own personal products, completely (laughs) separate from the business. I can't in good faith have within the business because it would... It would open us uh, up to conflicts of interest. Oh, yeah. I had the Mexican, oh, Mexican government might not like that either. Uh, I don't, maybe. I don't know about the Mexican. Maybe. Yeah, I think you're right. But more, hey, man, what prevents us from your products doing well in Mexico? We go to the manufacturer. We, it's not in our best interest. It's not worth it for us. Mm. I'd rather not even open the door to that conversation. The products that I sell, on mm. I've just sold for a long time. And they're just, there. And they're just to, set up. And I'm just set trying, in- I'm, Yeah. Yeah, and I'm trying to, to again, to prevent this conflict of interest, I'm trying to get rid of them. 
because it doesn't make sense. Like this is a much are more they a good product? Yeah, they're fine, but they were good set up you know, a couple years ago. They're okay numbers. So what happens is, first mm-hmm. of all, I stopped looking at them. But two, there were products that were in a niche. <laughs> they, they were products that were in a niche maybe two, three years ago. And what I should have done is just sold or stopped back then. Like I just stopped. It just sits there. I have someone that does the inventory and then I have intent ways doing ads. And then I just stopped looking at them. Because again, this business really is my, my baby. It's a big one. It's a big baby, man. Oh, and the, it's a baby yeah. that requires too much work. It's a work, big right? baby. It's a big baby. <laughs> it could be really massive because you're coming in at a very good time point and you can pretty much dominate that market. It's what we're hoping, man. Like our goal is to be number one seller in Mexico. Like my personal goal is I want to have 10,000 skills uh-huh. under management. That's my goal. I want to introduce you to a couple of people that might be able to totally. benefit both of you, you and them. I would love that. Yeah, definitely. Because if they're doing really good in the States, why not? This might be an opportunity to branch out in, in the Mexican market. And establish yourself. Ultimately, am I saying, oh, you're going to double your sales? No, man. Mexico is going to 15% of your sales. Which, by the way, if someone told you, I'll do, I'll, I'll give you a 15% sales bump, you say yes every time. But yeah. But what, what you really care about still is still good, uh, right? It's still good. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. But what you really care about is being established and through 2024, 2025, 2026 having already been established in the country without having to think about it is would you have to change the packaging to spanish and that, those kind of regulations we generate those labels for you and we send them out and they're just oh okay I have an example here look at this this is a this is an ugly white label this isn't our product this is something about the supermarket yeah but we use these ugly white labels to say they renovate green tea. And we're like, you know, obviously, your Mexican market can't be expected to read the English. We'll just cover it here in Spanish. You're good to go. When you make those labels for them, you don't match the producer's graphics, right? No, that would be They're all, oh. If we want to produce the, the producer's, like the, the seller's graphics, they're going to have to spend so much money on a different production run, which doesn't mm. make much sense. So what we say is we can actually- These are already in line. Yeah, just chuck them in. Listen, this is what the Mexican market does already. It's not weird. Okay, cool. Yeah, this is how the market works. Awesome. Awesome, my friend. It was great talking to you. Can you share what you feel your innermost superpower is that got you to this point in life? Speaking, good. (laughs) Yeah. Communication. Look, I think, look, if I was going to be serious about it, I would say profound amounts of empathy, uh, just native empathy, a lot of mirror neurons in my brain. That allows me to really think as a consumer, think as uh, an employee, think as so like I'm passionate about like proper management of people because I'm passionate about really like making sure you're speaking to people in their language and understanding that they're not going to align their incentive with yours and all this stuff. I'm really passionate about, okay, if I'm a consumer and I'm landing on this profile uh, on this uh, product detail page, how am I perceiving the product? What am I reading? All of this, like just understanding people, I think has fundamentally what has been really good uh, yes. in my journey. Very yeah. important aspect. So thank you for sharing that. appreciate yeah, your you time too. today for coming on our show. It was great chatting with you. Keep in touch. And uh, wishing you all the best. And after we stop recording, we'll chat-chat a little bit. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Seriously. My pleasure. My pleasure.